What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roll Blob podcast presented by the Broken Anchor. We are hyped to be here. It's nothing but sunshine and rainbows out here in uh, in Mustang land. And I'm here with the boys, Andy and Coop. Andy and Coop, how are we doing? And I'm, I'm mentally preparing. I now, um, one lucky fan, that lucky fan gets to, gets to be Cap's girlfriend, Julie, gets to smack me right in the face because Xavier lost during Lent. Dude, I would look. I would look elsewhere. That's gonna be a rough time. Coop, how are we doing? <laughs> you know, it's good to be able to say it again. I'm doing better than Andy. I'm not gonna get slapped in the face. I didn't make any promises uh, about my team, and I I didn't give up anything for Lent. So, I, yeah, I'm doing better than Andy. Good man, Coop. Per usual. See, Back I up really the expected more people to like be like at least jokingly say. Yeah, I'll hit you in the face. But the only other person was a UD grad, and I said fan. So it has to be a Xavier fan. And if that was you. I would have taken the UD grad. <laughs> no, <laughs> good. Dude's big as fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 like, I, I, wor- I worked with him at Beacon, and like, dude's jacked. Like, he'd go to CrossFit before coming to Beacon. Okay, good call. Nice. Well played. <laughs> well, if you have been paying any attention to anything and you're not under a rock, um, it's been – Really positive vibes, like really upbeat. Um, I don't know if Xavier Nation's really been in a better spot, really ever. They, like, I really think we need to like calm them down. They're getting a little too excited. Sure. Um, they're praising the team and the coaching staff a little too much. We need to bring them down. Remember, hey guys, we're still we're yep. still Xavier. Don't get too high. Um, yeah, don't like get off your high horse. Like stay we're... between the lines. <laughs> let's stay on earth. Don't get too excited because we have people, we have people out here, fans calling us a final four team right now. I'm getting a lot of that. My mentions are getting a lot of that and very little of, we should hire Mark Schmidt from St. Bonaventure. <laughs> uh, so it has been very fun times uh, per usual. And uh, we're going to talk about that and um, you know, just make light of uh, <laughs> things that have made local beat writers give up Twitter for a few days. Maybe that's Much what they're giving up for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been it's been fun and i think with that let's uh let's go into the intro and then uh, we'll see you in about 30 seconds <laughs> Okay, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you here. Uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, I kind of respect that because if you're anything like me, I've been just deflecting Xavier content for the past like 36 hours. Um, but anyway, so we have our guy, Sean, from Making the Madness. Uh, really, really cool dude. Honestly, just learned that he was 19. This dude's killing it. Uh, we had him before. Really cool, like chill dude. I'm excited to talk to this guy. And we're going to start the, start the podcast off with a little bit of more of a, a national stage. Then we'll get into the, um, like the personal individual stuff about Xavier at later on, but we talk a little bit of, um, Xavier, a little bit of other bubble teams, um, the eliteness of Travis Steele's future replacement. And 
<laughs> Obviously, a Drew Timmy update. Yeah, you at the stash update, we, we talk about some good um, white guy stash. Good lettuce. No question. <laughs> Got to talk best looks in sports. But we'll, we'll talk to our boy Drew Timmy, and obviously it'll be Xavier talking there. Um, but uh, if you hit Adam Morrison, you went a little too far. Just zoom a little bit farther, and we'll talk about the, uh, the complete meltdown that's been Xavier Twitter. Trust me, we'll get to it. Uh, but without any further ado, here's our boy, our boy Sean from Making the Madness. <laughs> to the moon! What is up, everybody? We got a huge treat. We got our boy Sean coming back, making a second appearance for Making the Madness. Sean, how we doing, bro? Doing great. I mean, we're almost at uh, the NCAA tournament, something Xavier probably won't be participating in, but, uh, you know, good to be back. Thanks for having you me. You had, had to make it real, real quick. Um, yeah. Lenardi has us in. I don't care what <laughs> Joe Lenardi thinks. Come on. Lenardi. <laughs> Not a good sign. Wow, the beer burp is real. Sean, how many TVs are in your house currently? Um, I usually only use one TV, but I use uh, my computer and my phone also. I was going to say, because, okay. like, I mean, I'll, I'll be sitting there scrolling through Twitter, and, like, one minute is a tweet about um, Virginia. Then the next thing you know, we have a, uh, an update on Arizona State at Phoenix. No, some of that is just if a game's close, I'll just switch to that game. I usually don't stay on games too long. So that's do you have interns? Do you have interns <laughs> tweeting for you? Because we have interns now. No, I don't. No. I'll so you don't stay on – Maybe <laughs> you guys have interns tweeting for you. That's interesting. Yeah, they actually make less than us, which is zero. Uh, so, so, so you don't stay so – you don't stay on a game unless it's too late in Tulsa, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, that's the only game. When that, when that game's on, that's the only game that is on. Like, Duke and NC State, doesn't matter. It's all about the tall sanity. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that game was pretty crazy. Didn't it go to OT? The one not all, too long ago? Always does. I mean, it's an inter-squad scrimmage. You can't get any more evenly matched than that. The tall sanity is always real. Okay. And it's Sean. always a home court advantage, too. <laughs> <laughs> every single time all right Sean let's get it out of the way since you wanted to come in smoking hot already uh, let's mm-hmm. talk Xavier Muskies and get it out of the way here and uh, just talk about how much we suck uh, why don't you tell okay. us how much we suck I mean if you just watch the games you can see how bad they are I mean it's, it, it's not that hard to figure out I mean I think there's still talent on the team obviously not having Nate Johnson yesterday hurt pretty badly I feel like but they probably would have lost regardless but you know I feel like a lot of it might have to do with the COVID pauses, just all this starting and stopping again. That usually has, yeah, it has a big impact on teams and Xavier has been pretty destroyed by it. But I mean, they, they have an opportunity to pick up some wins here. They could beat Creighton. That'd be a big win. And then they go to Georgetown and Marquette. If they win those last two games, I think they're in the tournament. So, so you think we could lose to Marquette or lose to Creighton? I'm sorry. And when the next two would be in. Um, I think it would be a lot tighter. But sure. I think you could still get in. I would say just winning the last two, though, probably serves you better. I mean, ideally, you win all three and you're for sure in. So, what if you lose to DePaul in the biggest tournament? Oh, yeah, you're done. You can't be losing <laughs> to DePaul. I, I, that, that's, a, that's a solid quad one loss. They have Paulie oh, yeah, Cap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stud right there. And Manhattan. Xavier, Xavier's never lost to DePaul in the Big East tournament. Never once. Because the game didn't happen last year. 
Oh yeah, it was a fever dream. Right. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that game did happen. That's crazy. It didn't. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't. I mean, crazy simulation. John's got canceled at halftime. I don't know what any of you guys are talking about. I have no idea. It doesn't ring any bells. No, no idea. So let's zoom out just a little bit. Go Big East tournament here, or go Big East conference. Uh, what do you think about the Big East, man? It's looking like three, maybe four currently. Uh, what do you think about the Big East conference as a whole for right now? Yeah, I, I don't think it's great. I mean, this is probably one of the worst Big East seasons that at least I can remember. I mean, I'm not that sure. old, so I guess not that long. But it has to be historically one of the worst. I mean, Villanova, I still think they could win it all. They Their defense has really stepped up a lot recently, which was their issue, weirdly enough, earlier in the season. Creighton, they're super – I mean, Creighton, I feel like they could go to the Elite Eight or they can lose in the first round. It just depends if they're hitting shots or not. UConn with Booknight, I think they're good, but Tyler Polly's going to have to step up. He's really struggled recently. You know, Providence, I, I think Providence, you know, they could have a real shot to be the fourth team in if they can make a little run in the Big East tournament, maybe get to the championship. I, I really like Providence, and, you know, Xavier could still get in. I could see five bits. Do you think Providence is close? Um, you know, I'm not a super big bracketology guy, but I would guess they're they have to win some more games, obviously, but – if they can string together some wins down the stretch, I'm not sure who they play. Let me pull that up. But if they could win some games down the stretch, obviously that would be huge. Um, yeah. It all depends on if Noah Horkler wears a headband. That's huge. That's massive. Oh, boy. Yeah, you went off yesterday. That was crazy. If they beat we St. Made John's him. and Villanova, I mean, they could, they'll could. they be, what, 14 yeah. and 11, win a game or two in the Big East tournament, then they could probably get in. But I think they probably have to beat Villanova. They have a lot of work to do. It seems like the teams on the bubble right now are UConn, Xavier, Seton Hall. St. Saint, Saint John's kind of played themselves out of the bubble a little bit. I mean, they're still within punching distance, but they kind of played themselves and out. And also, DePaul kills them for doing – they're yes. on fire. Huge. And Butler. I mean, they Huge. lost that Butler, too. Oh, God. Imagine losing I mean, Butler. And Saint, Seton Hall, all they had to do was just win on the road against uh, hey, Butler and Georgetown. They couldn't do yeah, it. Come here. So. Yeah, losing to Butler is never a good look. I think as bad as it is for Xavier right now, at least we can always fall back and say at least we're not Butler. That's true. Yeah, very true. Okay, Sean, so what else is getting you? So we're looking at some of these big blue bloods here. Like, what do you think about, like, Duke, for example? The ACC is super weird this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think Duke, if they get in the tournament, I think they can make a run. I like Matthew Hurd a lot. He's averaging close to 20 a game, 40% shooter from deep. His size is really a big thing for them. Jeremy Roach and DJ Stewart, or DJ Stewart, two really good freshmen. They're going to have to step up down the stretch. Jordan Goldwire is a good glue guy. I think Duke is in a good position to make the tournament right now. They have to just take care of business the rest of the way, but I think they could get in. I think they could win a couple games in the tournament. Which ask us three weeks ago and be completely different. They've been yeah crazy. Uh, now it really raised the question: Was Jalen Johnson like the, was he the problem? I mean, I I didn't think he played that bad, but maybe it's just like a morale thing. Like not nobody's in that locker room like that tweets about Duke, so like we don't really know what happened inside. But it, I'm not saying he's a bad teammate, but if he was, that could be something there that changes the team if they get more, you know combined as a unit without Jalen Johnson. It just seems like they kind of just banded together and wanted to play differently and play together without Johnson. I see. And I, I feel like Matthew Hurt is the first Duke white guy I've ever not hated. 
So I Kyle actually Singler? genuinely enjoy watching. Oh God, Kyle Singler can choke wow. on one. Wow, that Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard got. Okay, I, I did like Luke Kennard. I did like John Shire too. Um, but it oh, just... so you like most of the Duke White guys then? <laughs> the only one he didn't like was Kyle Singler. <laughs> no, no, the plum- any Plumley can just leave this earth. Oh, I forgot about Grayson Allen there for a moment. Yeah, I can't forget about uh, him. Grayson Allen, he, he's got to be in my top five least liked basketball players that I have ever watched at wow. any level. I just top five all the tripping and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I, don't I like can't him, stand Grayson Allen. The, the temper tantrum was the tantrum, temper tantrums for me. Yeah, I don't know and who my top. All the tripping. Yeah, I don't know who my top would be. Probably. Man, I can't really think of a player I really didn't like. Because um, I feel like all the players that people don't like, I usually like. Except for Grayson Allen. I, I kind of – I can relate to that. Like, people didn't like Johnny Manziel. I was always a oh, big yeah. Johnny Manziel fan. People don't like Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield. Like, I know that's football. But still, like, usually I like the douchebags a little bit. Mo uh, Wagner, everybody funny. hated him at Michigan. He was one of my favorite players in the country. Oh, why people so. hate Mo Wagner? Just the way he acted. I don't. I remember people hating him a lot. I, I never really heard much about Wagner hate. Um, and uh, I always feel like every team thing. needs a little bit of a douche, um, just mm-hmm. not a child. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Drew Timmy's going to be that guy that a lot of people hate just because of the mustache and everything. I feel like uh, he can play that villain role pretty well. It, I never really thought of him as a villain. I thought of him as like a clown with that mustache. He's just a damn good basketball player. I never really thought of him as a villain. Never hated him for it. It's hideous, but I didn't hate him for it. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's hideous? Don't slander him like that. White guy mustaches in college basketball are an epidemic right now. I'm going to say it. Jeez. It's rough out there. It's rough out there. Who's the worst one then? Ooh, the there. worst I mean, mustache. Kunkel's is pretty bad. Uh, like, and yeah. Kunkel's is going to be up there. Um, oh, yeah. Morrison. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Adam Morrison was horrible. Yeah, that's a you – can't, you can't hate on that, though. I mean, that was a pretty nice mustache, and he got buckets, so. He, he definitely got buckets. Don't got that – like, get rid of the lettuce, though. Get, oh, the lettuce on. and the caterpillar. Got to get rid of it. Nah, the long hair and mustache is a perfect duo. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that Sean's going to say anything bad about Gonzaga ever. I mean, I'll, I'll give Adam Morrison his due. Like, that was a pretty solid look. Hey, I came on before the season. I came on the week before the season. I'm pretty sure I said Gonzaga would be undefeated champions. So. I think you did. I'll have, to, I'll have to listen to back. I mean, you also said Ohio yeah. State was a fraud, but. Well. I, did, I did say that. We can act like I didn't say that. We can you act like I didn't do, though. We, we have receipts. I mean, he was essentially telling us Gonzaga's like – the next coming of uh, whatever you want to say. I mean, it was, it was all in on the Gonzaga train. I remember also saying Bradley would beat Xavier, and they almost did. So, you know. Almost. I mean, it was the universe where they beat Xavier, for sure. Yeah, Xavier is uh, not doing great. You could say that. Yeah, you could definitely say that. And I, I think that you – all right, so let's talk real quick about this. Uh, so there's a huge thing in the Xavier community about firing Travis Steele. What are your thoughts about Travis Steele as a head coach and kind of where they stand right now as a head coaching position? I mean, I don't think you fire him. This is what, year three? Year three, uh, his first year with his players, and we've yeah. had three shutdowns. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, this year, if like guys like Jim Christian at Boston College, you would have gotten fired last year 
if COVID didn't happen when it did, uh, he definitely would have gotten fired. So it just carried over into this season. They suck again, so he got fired. Travis Steele, I mean, they could have made the tournament last year, even though they lost in the uh, Big East tournament in the first round or whatever. But I still think that they might have made it last year as one of the last two teams in. And they're competitive, so they can make it this year. I think hire, or firing Travis Steele uh, would not be a smart move because I do think he's a really good coach. Uh, I, pretty good recruiting class coming in next year, I believe. And, uh, oh yeah, you know, Col- Colby Jones is a really good freshman. I think he's going to be a big-time piece in the future. Fremantle's going to be a junior next year. I like that a lot. Probably going to keep adding transfers. I don't see any reason to fire him. And, I mean, some Xavier fans want Mark Few, apparently. So, I guess we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he makes a move. I mean, Matt Lord, Matt Norlander thinks that fucking uh, Wojo is going to Duke. So I mean, there's crazy people out there, you know. And Wojo might be out of a job in a few weeks, like not coaching anywhere. So <laughs> big facts. He, he just meant Duquesne. Good oh, yeah. he, he hasn't won a single tournament game at Marquette. It's he bad, won an dude. NIT game, but not an NCAA tournament game. They got wiped by John Morant in the 5-12 game. Absolutely wiped. Yeah, I think the Travis Steele stuff is absolutely insane. I mean, he's recruiting incredibly well. And people, I think people underestimate how young this team is. It really is a young team. I mean, it's essentially led by Paul Scruggs and sophomores and freshmen. Yeah. And do you think Scruggs comes back next year? No. I had a dream he did. I don't did. think so. But, no. but at the same time, though, you look at, like, the, the growth of, like, all the players we have coming back. I mean, it, essentially all freshmen, freshmen and sophomores coming back. I think you have a really, really good future. I mean, I know it's been a rough start, but, like, it's not like he inherited, like, two Holloway and, and Jordan Crawford in the A-10. This is just a different mm-hmm. situation. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's – I mean, it's been underachievement, but I still think that if you were to switch directions now, it would be a really, really – You're, you're setting yourself up for more failure. Because, like – Yeah, I mean – Who do you replace? Because going to transfer. And this is the same conversation we had with the Providence guy. Like we were talking about Ed Cooley, like potentially being on the hot seat, for example, at Providence because oh, they're, they're upset. Like who would you do this better? Like who, who, if you're Xavier, like realistically, who are you going to go out and get that's going to do a better job right now than Travis and have better I can't think of life? anybody. Yeah. I mean, no somebody one. that would realistically take the job. Right. I don't think anybody's going to take it. It's not like that would be Duke. better than Travis Steele. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to have pick of the litter. Like, it's like Sean, like, for example, like when, when Chris Mack left and it was coaching talks, it was, it was Travis Steele, Pat Kelsey, who was at Winthrop at the time and turned down that UMass job, which is a complete mess. And Still then is the Winthrop. other, right. But he almost accepted the UMass job and then didn't mm. take the press conference or whatever. And then the only other candidates were Steve Alford, which, I literally oh, am about to puke. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, uh, Sean Miller Sean was Miller. getting in scandals. Right. He was literally yeah. being investigated of, by the FBI. Right. Like, yeah. and that was when the job was hot. Like, what are you going to do now after Travis Steele has honestly had three underwhelming years? Like, I just yeah. think it would be, and honestly, like, there's a ton of talent coming in to be completely stupid, in my opinion. Um, but that's not a hero out there. Do you have any more Xavier slander? Because, uh, we're here for it. I mean, I've been hearing no, it for the last 24 hours. I don't think so, but, I mean, I don't follow okay. Big East Twitter much because it's pretty toxic, but sure. if Providence fans want Ed Cooley fired, they, oh I mean, they're just dumb. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Out of their minds. What If, if you don't mind me asking, which conference Twitter do you think you follow the most? Oh, probably Mountain West. Okay, Mountain West Twitter. I didn't see that coming. What's your favorite fan base in Mountain West? Oh, boy. Um... Man, that's a tough one. I mean, they're all pretty interesting. SD, SDSU, San Diego State, they're kind of they're kind of out there, a little little too much for my liking. UNLV is kind of 
around too. I, I mean, Nevada is pretty good. Uh, Boise State, they're pretty good. And like uh, some of the smaller ones, like Wyoming, they have a on few, conference. Yeah, they have a few decent. Like if your team usually sucks and you start winning a few games, you're gonna be a happy fan base. So when you say out there too much for your liking, like I kind of felt like you were kind of uh, kind of talking to us there. Uh, no, 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 no. You- I like you guys. You guys are just you guys are what you are. But like you know, UNLV fans, they won uh, NCAA tournament title like 35 years ago, and they want to actually like right. some blue blood in college basketball. Right, dude. So real quick, I don't know how much you're into like individual programs or whatever. And um, this is obviously like kind of a weird situation. Like, I don't know if you saw, but David DeJulius at UC uh, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. their program, like their, their point guard's gone now too. Like it, and it, obviously that was a tough situation. He's having mental health issues, but like UC is in trouble. Like, I don't know what oh, you yeah. think about the American or UC as a whole, but like, what do you think about that position? Like, Honestly, like, and I think Travis Steele stuff is stupid, but objectively, like, John Brandon has not been a good start at UC. No, I mean, it, you know, last year, I don't remember if they would have made it last year, honestly. It seems so well, long. I think they would have because they – They won the regular had, season. Well, they, they tie. it was a three-way tie for the regular season. And they oh, had Tulsa, like, Tulsa and Houston tied, too. Yes. But they were the technical number one seed. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's hard to base it anything off this year. I mean, but like, they've been terrible. There's no doubt. They've definitely, uh, underwhelmed. They haven't lived up to expectations at all. The Julius, you know, he wasn't having a great year, but he's having a solid year. Keith Williams hasn't really had the senior year. I feel like they were expecting. He's been fine, but his efficiency numbers have definitely dropped and they just don't have that guy. That's like Jaron Cumberland that can go get a shot at the end of the game. They just don't have that this year. Yeah, it's huge. And then the AAC as a whole, man. Like, I think Wichita oh, State's having actually yeah. an underratedly solid yeah. season. I think, I think they think... moved up to a two-bid conference. Yeah, yeah. they're probably going to be a two-bid conference. Yep. Unfortunately, we're not going to get the one-bid American like we all want. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe three. They could get three. Maybe Penny Hardaway's crew turns it around here. Probably In not. what way? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe they win a few games here and there. Yeah, talk about like, People want to talk about firing Travis Steele. Look at Penny Hardaway and all that he's failed with. And he got an extension. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Lato like, is somehow still coaching DePaul. I mean, that's yeah, but he got a top four recruiting class, so you got to keep him. See how that pans out. They have a top four recruiting class? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's probably like top 15 now, but at one point okay. it was like number four. I was going to say. Yeah, I but, mean, like, but if you're getting a top 20 recruiting class at DePaul, though, you got to think about it. If you're the AD, you can't be like, that's nothing to scoff at, you know? Well, I mean, they've had – I mean, this year's team, I mean, it's talented. They lost Jalen Butts, obviously, before the season. That's but they, they have – yeah, they, they, have a, they have a talented team for sure, but uh, not as much as last year. But last year, right. just look at how they started. They were hot. Everyone's like, oh, my God, yep. the Pauls to make the tournament for the first time in, like, 20 years, and they just collapsed. Yeah, they were ranked coming into Big East play. Like, I remember being like, fuck, I don't want to play DePaul. <laughs> and, like, they were just an absolute shit show. But, dude, if they had Jalen Butts, I mean, this is a non-serious, like, topic that I'm moving into here. They already have Pauly Pauly Cap. I mean, they have the best – if you look at that roster top to bottom, it is the best name team in the entire country. If they had had Jalen Butts, it may have been the best name team of all time. Or Vissier McCauley. That's a pretty good one, too. They're absolutely loaded when it comes to names. I mean, they already have Pantelis. We, are, no, we all know Pantelis. 
Uh, it's absolutely loaded top to bottom. I'll have to look into that roster and send it to you. But it's if they had, had Jalen Butts, I think we're looking at like a, a definitely all time great name team for sure. I, I feel like Charlie Moore kind of takes that down though. I feel like That's I've true. probably met like nine guys named Charlie Moore before. <laughs> that, that is very, very true, especially from like 1972. I bet you a lot of Charlie Moore's in 1972. Uh, yeah. but, but fair. That team, I'm telling you, they're loaded. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so looking around, and, and this is probably the big story you probably get all the time. Like we're looking at like Blue Bloods, for example, like, like Michigan State right now kind of rallying. They got a huge win against Illinois. Duke obviously got that win against Virginia, who I actually don't think is that good. Um, what do you think about those kind of guys? And what do you see as far as like a late surge for, for some of those blue bloods maybe sneaking in? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I spoke about Duke a little bit ago. I think they get in Michigan state. Uh, I mean, they picked up two big wins last week. They are right in it with Ohio state right now. If they win this game against Ohio state, I would say they're pretty close to a lock to being in. I feel like, or very close to, you know, pretty close, but, uh, that win against Duke, I mean, at, at Cameron Indoor earlier in the season, at, the better Duke gets, the better of a win that starts looking like. So that's going to be a win that could carry them a little bit too. And being in the Big Ten, you have so many opportunities. Uh, as long as they can win a few here down the stretch, I think Michigan State will for sure be in. North Carolina, yeah. I'm not I'm not in on them at all. I don't know why. <laughs> They'll make the tournament maybe, but I don't know why they played Marquette. Oh, that was – They're afraid of us. That's why. It does <laughs> yeah, just... they're clearly afraid of Xavier. I mean, that might be the worst decision ever. I mean, like, they're like, oh. you know what? We're, we're right in the tournament right now. We don't need to play this game, but we're going to schedule a team that could absolutely beat us because they're a talented team. They just haven't had a good season. They could for sure beat us at our house. It's going to be a quadrant three loss. Let's do it. And and that's what they did. I think you said that perfectly. Marquette's one of those teams, if I'm a really talented, like underachieving team, I want nothing to do with. I mean, Marquette beat Wisconsin this year, I think, on the road. They beat Creighton, but they've lost mm-hmm. to DePaul. You know what I mean? Like, and they, didn't they those... lose to Butler, too? Did they lose to Georgetown, too? I mean, they've lost to, like, everybody of, that's yeah, bad in the conference. That's just classic Marquette. You know, oh, my God, they're just so fucking weird. I, I look at that roster, and at least in the Big East, I mean, we're a big, we're huge Big East guys. I almost said big, Big East guys, and I've been a little redundant. Like, from from top to bottom roster perspective, I think they're third or fourth in the Big East, like, from pure talent. But they just – they're Marquettes and they've, and they've Wojo, so they're not going to play like it. Um, and currently looking at the TV, Colorado beating USC by 15 currently. So that kind of reminds me of the Conference of Champions, uh, you know, Bill Walton eating with cupcakes. What do you think about out West? I mean, we always talk about the East Coast. What do you think about the Conference of Champions out there? I mean, it's the best conference in college basketball, obviously. No, but, no one would question that. Yeah, but it's just like, uh, you know, all seriousness, the Pac-12 gets – a bad rap like they're not a great conference but the big east is having a pretty rough season the sec is not having a very good season besides alabama and arkansas and the acc is pretty bad too i mean everybody likes to talk bad about the pac-12 and look they're not great at all not not even close but it's not like all these other conferences are right. way ahead of them there's only two good conferences and that's big 12 and big 10 sure but the pack the pac-12 you know usc is a good team it's tough to play uh, in Boulder, that's a tough arena to play in because of the altitude difference from there and everywhere else in the conference. You get winded really fast. But Colorado, I mean, they're a team, they're a super experienced team that I think has yep. a really limited ceiling, but they could win a game in the tournament for sure. UCLA, they're, you know, they're an interesting team because Chris Smith tore his ACL earlier in the year. They kind of had to figure out how to get things rolling after that. Arizona State's looked really good recently. They have to win the Pac-12 tournament to get in. 
Uh, Josh Christopher and Marcus Bagley have missed like the last five or six games, so they'll have to get healthy. And then Oregon's a team I really like too. They're in it with Stanford right now. But I, Chris Duarte and Will Richardson's a really good guard duo. Well said. I mean, I, boys, I don't know if you have any questions. I know I'm kind of like uh, <laughs> hogging the ball over here a little bit, pulling a little Allen Iverson. That's okay. Um, I so, just want to so say go real ahead, quick, the, Pac, the Pac-12 is called the Conference of Champions, not because of basketball, certainly not because of football, but I, it's a big water polo conference. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Pac-12 swimming might be pretty takes, good, too. Swimming and diving. Uh Andy, you're probably more familiar with that. But, yeah, the Pac-12 is a powerhouse with all those water sports. So they take home a lot of uh, trophies. That's why they're the Conference of Champions. They win the Capital One Cup about every year because of, like, field hockey. The prestigious so if we played, Cup. So if we played water basketball, yeah. UCLA, look out, going down. They really like to slow the game down, too. So that, that, that fits there. That, that, that really fits their um, M.O. And I feel like UCLA water and Xavier yeah. should play. UCLA we won that. We won it. Because yeah. you guys Thank hate McCronin so much. So, yeah. Dude, just, like, that would be so much fun. I don't know if you saw that interview that he did with Barstool Sports, but he said the best thing about leaving UC was never having to go into Cintas ever again. <laughs> not going oh, to L.A., not the weather, not coaching the, the program that John Wooden coached. Not making not, more money. <laughs> not making not making a shit ton more money. So never have, he, didn't, he wouldn't even say Xavier. He just said that X school. Dude, he literally wouldn't say it, bro. Like, we got him fucked up. Not having to live in Ohio has got to be up there, too. It's it, got to be. Which one of you live? Do you just uh, – do you just uh, cap you live in uh, Ohio, right? I just moved – so I'm from, uh, from Ohio, 20, first 22 years of my life. But the last three years, I was either in San Diego or Florida. And now I'm in, like, oh. Kentucky, which is essentially mm. – southern cincinnati and it sucks yeah. sounds it sounds sucks. fun thrilling it's 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 insane i mean this is where this is andy's hometown this is where like oh, people boy. like andy are from and born and bred uh so what do we, what, what goes on in kentucky <laughs> um podcasts in a pandemic oh, okay. not much um outside of a pandemic well my my snapchat story was filled with college kids like having some sled party in the middle of a pandemic oh, okay. so um, nice. You know, it is what it is. Uh, not and, many of them had teeth, so and, you know. I go it, bowling a lot. Mm. You come to Ohio to bowl, though. I do. <laughs> I come to. Sean, I go to Ohio. <laughs> Sean, where Dude, does, from? Uh, I live in Nevada right now, but I'm from Arizona. Okay, dope. Okay, that's actually a pretty cool area of the country. Yeah. Okay, W. <laughs> Did you have a team you, right. like you grew up rooting for? Uh, you know. I grew up I grew up rooting for Arizona State for sure. That's where my dad went to school, so that's who I grew up watching mostly. How old were you when James Harden was there? That was like the first year I watched. I was like uh, seven or something. That is good damn timing. You're a young boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be I'll be nineteen in like a month or so. Dude, you're oh, fucking shit. killing it, by the way. Huh? You're doing a great fucking job, dude. You're killing. Thank it. you, thank you. Yeah, I would have thought you were like twenty four. Yeah, I usually get that, but I mean, you know. I'll live a little longer, I guess, than people think I will. So this has turned into a personality feature. Are you, are you going to college right now? No, not right now. Okay, dude, but you're doing a great job, bro. So, okay, so we're going to the tournament. It's getting real. Like I don't know about you, man, and and obviously, like out there, Nevada, Arizona, you don't have like the rough winters, but like for us, like the snow is melting. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get up in the fifties. Like life is good, and that's what mm-hmm. I love about seasons. It's kind of just like 
like the suck of winter makes spring and March Madness so much better. Yeah, you know, in my opinion, because it's just like the it's like a rebirth kind of vibe. Like, um, so I'm just hyped. Like, what are you thinking going into March Madness? Like, are there teams like you're falling in love with, or teams you're starting to kind of like come around on? Like, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty good question. I mean, obviously Gonzaga, but I'm feeling like that's not the answer you're looking for. But uh, like Illinois, I like a lot, even without Io right now. He'll be yeah. back soon enough. I, you know, that's a team I had third coming into the season. I still really like them a lot. And, you know, thinking about some, like, Cinderella-type teams, Winthrop, they have to win the Big South tournament. I feel like they should do that pretty easily, and I think they could definitely, you know, win a two or three games in the tournament. I think they could be the Cinderella team this year because when you have uh, – you play 12 guys consistently and you have a six seven point guard, Chandler Vaudrin, he's fantastic. They could definitely make a run. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, they play tomorrow night at, like, midnight your guys' time, so I'm sure you guys will be tuned in. But they're a really fun team to watch. No, my alarm said. McLaughlin. Yeah, Ja'Cory McLaughlin's a baller, big West player of the year. There's a lot of good teams like that that could definitely make a run this year. Hell yeah. Boys, any questions? Uh, so I actually want to uh, – I have some breaking news here. I now have a new suggestion for Travis Steele's replacement next year. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mark Schmidt. <laughs> from St. Bonaventure. Oh, my God. Because he is Actually, so – Like, I, I don't think they should fire Travis Steele at all, but if they did, that wouldn't be, like, the worst hire. He's a pretty good coach. I mean, he's a good, coach, a good coach, but he's also he's here. Like, hear me out. Like, four years ago, he was, like, fifth in the A-10. Last year, he was tied for and, fifth in the A-10. And he's also pretty old, Bonaventure, I think. Though. That's, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's yeah bringing, he's he brought St. Bonaventure back from the dead. Um, yeah, he's fifty. Saint Bonnie was young horrible. They were when when Xavier was in the A ten. Saint Bonnie was horrible. It, it was like it was lucky oh, they won they six sucked. games. They were terrible, like the worst team in the conference. Uh, here's Man, the actual comment. Bad, bad. The actual comment is Mark Schmidt skips assistant and twenty years head coach at Robert Morris and Saint Bonaventure. If you can recruit to Orlean, New York, you can recruit anywhere. Wow, that's, I mean, that's tell me the lot. Very insightful. Let's mention the fact that um, he didn't have an above 500 conference record in the A10 until his fifth year at St. Bonaventure. Rome wasn't built in a night. Travis Steele just isn't getting fired. I just don't see it. Yeah. I just love no. the I just love these old heads who just like they, they play Dude. armchair Mario Mercurio and my Here's dude, exactly my DMs are fucking insane. Uh, dude, I got St. Bonaventure too from like three different people. Or Mark Schmidt, I'm sorry, from three different people. Mark fucking Schmidt. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is insanity. What the fuck are we doing? And dude, we're 11 and fucking five. Yeah, it's yeah, not I like mean, we're terrible. Fans of teams yeah. are just wild. Fans of teams, I mean, when you God. lose a few games in a row, it's just crazy. Like, Arizona State fans, I see a lot of them on Twitter. They're like, yeah, we need to fire Bobby Hurley. And I'm just like, they've had like seven what? scholarship players for like 95% of the season. I'm like, most teams don't win games that way. And not it's not like, you normally see. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not like uh, some of these like Arizona State and Xavier, like Xavier is a better program, Arizona State for sure. But like, it's not like those are some powerhouse programs that are like perennial final four contenders every year. Right. Like not everybody's going to want those jobs. We're not blue bloods. Sure. Like why don't we have to turn I mean, down Mark a... Few 
but and for good reason. <laughs> right. But, X is a uh, good job, but they're not going to go out headhunting like whoever the fuck they want. We're not going to go fucking hunt Billy Donovan out of the NBA. You know, I mean, like, what are we fucking doing? It's, we should it's, really it's go after Jay Wright. Oh, yeah. For sure. We really should. Yeah. We, it's logical. It's, it's nuts, man. It's crazy over here. And especially in this kind of a season. Like, I, I remember I saw this fucking, like, this graph on Instagram that said, like, hottest jobs or, like, the most hottest, the hottest seats in, in college basketball. The most hottest, The number hottest, one was yeah. John Calipari. The most hottest. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm fucking hammered. <laughs> This fucking guy comes into my fucking apartment. I'm shotgunning beers like I'm fucking 19 years old. But, like, the, the hottest seat is John Calipari's? What? What? No Yeah, way. I mean, he's just not getting fired. I mean, Kentucky fans don't like him, but I don't know what they expect. I mean, if they, if they want him fired, they're not going to do better. And, and they gave him a lifetime contract, like, two years ago. So, I think it was last year. You know. they're, yeah, they're yeah, going to be allowed to go to ago. UCLA. I think I saw where Reebok is paying Allen Iverson like $32 million this year or something like that. They're going to be like fucking Reebok paying Allen Iverson $32 million in like 2050 if they want to do that shit. Like, what are you doing? Reebok paying Allen Iverson $32 million for what? Reebok is paying the fuck out Allen Iverson. Well, Allen Iverson was was sponsored by Reebok when they weren't Mm. like dead yet, but they were like Mm. on life support. This was like in the early 2000s. And he signed some ridiculous contract. Like, you remember Darren Williams? I think yeah. Brooklyn stopped paying Darren Williams like last year or something like that. Oh boy. I, because yeah. they just paid these ridiculous premiums for Darren Williams, which was fucking stupid. I think they stopped paying Jared Walsh in like 2017. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. It's just insane. But like that would just be the dumbest move ever. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I you don't fire John Calipari. You just don't. I mean, I get <laughs> I get it's a bad season, but you don't fire him. <laughs> he won a championship. Like, hey, if you're Duke though. Good call. And South Carolina fans want Frank Martin fired too. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know what you guys, I mean, it's a terrible season, but he was also in the final four, like four years ago. And (laughs) South Carolina had never been passed around to 32 before that. It's so it's just like, you know, fans, fans will be fans. And most fans aren't very smart like you guys. So, I mean, you guys are smart. That might've sounded weird. You guys are smart. smart Most fans are. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, don't jump to conclusions yet. I mean, I saw on Twitter a, a direct quote that said Andy's the douchiest man on Twitter. Um, I'm eating hard-boiled eggs with that with the shells on uh, for every game that Xavier loses from here on out. So that would, that uh, sounds extremely dangerous. I mean, this might be the last time we're talking if you keep doing that. <laughs> Dude, they're full of calcium, bro. I mean, I, I would do your research before you. you uh, you're eating, you come at me isn't like that? that how you're eating eggshells. You're damn right, I'm eating Jeez. eggshells. Well, we've been Pretty getting sure that egg get, like salmonella. Thing. Oh, I, I pulled him first. I mean, come on. I did my research. Mm, yeah, okay. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> come on. I'm not that I may stupid. be stupid, but I'm not dumb. <laughs> yeah, Good for call. sure. Okay, Sean. And my last question is, I don't know if you can see it that well. Andy, I might need you to zoom in or maybe change the camera angle. So this is like our like guest tradition. Andy's got the dump trucks behind him. Um, mm. I, I, I need an honest uh, take from my boy Sean on the dump trucks from Andy Piccarello. Oh no, I told I told you guys the first time I was on I liked them for sure. Okay, that's fantastic. No, no, that was there then. Okay, okay. My personality didn't change sure. mine. He was a lot closer to him the first time though. He's a little too far back this time. Yeah, my legs kept falling asleep at that angle cuz I had to be mm. so like then I'd have to stand up and then hurt like a bitch. So I just I decided yeah. to sit like this now. Ah, okay. Sean, man, we appreciate you coming on, dude. What are you looking forward to in the coming weeks before we let you go? 
Uh, the NCAA tournament, probably. Wow, I, I am just stunned. Stunned <laughs> at that answer. That's a good answer. I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited for baseball season, too. So My guy. Oh, hell yeah. That's all <laughs> I do here. All right, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> who's, your, who's your favorite player to watch other than Drew Timmy? Uh, right now? Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I like watching a lot of players. I see. Uh, I just saw Evan Mobley. He's like fun as fuck to watch. He's really fucking good. Yeah, pro- probably Cade. Honestly, like I know it's probably yeah. not. Uh, I mean, not a hot take, but he just does everything so well. That's the right answer. I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's crazy good. I mean, right, I one, people I don't one like him thing. for some reason. I feel like, but I don't, hey, I don't understand you, why. You can ask me as many questions as you want. I'll answer. What do you think about yeah. Michigan? I think Michigan's really good. I mean, they could – I, I never believed in this notion that Gonzaga and Baylor were just unbeatable. And I, I'm higher on Gonzaga than anybody ever was just probably. About, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like – and I'm just like now, – now they're getting underrated because they uh, played a close game with Santa Clara, but everyone's like, oh, they're not going to lose for sure. I'm like, when you get into March, into the tournament, there's a reason why nobody's been an undefeated national champion since like 1975 because it's hard to do. Like this, anybody can win any game. I mean, it's just how it is. Michigan's a really good team. Hunter Dickinson's a baller. Franz Wagner's having a great season. Isaiah Livers is one of the best shooters in the country. I mean, any team can win the championship. And like, I like it's tough. I think there's probably eight teams that I realistically think can win the championship. Michigan's one of them. Houston's one of them. Alabama, even though they lost yesterday, is one of them. Illinois is one of them. I, I don't really buy Ohio State in that conversation, but they we could did. do it too. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. Well said. Andy, cool. Not Xavier, guys, though. It, yeah, never I Xavier. think that's never fair. Xavier. It hurts, but I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've watched this, bro. We are not playing good basketball at all. Yeah, I, I didn't. I watched what? Uh, the UConn game was the first game after the pause. Okay. Is that, that was I think, rough. I, think yeah. that I, I watched that one. I didn't no book watch night. any of the other yeah. ones. They didn't have book night, and they absolutely – like, they didn't destroy us, but they were the better team all, all game long. Freeman had, like, 30 and 15, didn't he? And you guys still lost. <laughs> and, yep. so, uh, the, big, the big issue was our defense was so out of sync, which, I mean, I, like, obviously when you go on a COVID pause, so bad. The, the defense is one of the first things to go, like, the the team defense it takes a huge toll but we mm-hmm. just weren't we were going under screens and just giving them wide open threes we can't do that no, we had no idea how to defend a three now mm-hmm. rj cole's season high was like 10 points and he, he made six threes i mean geez howard howard legend rj cole <laughs> howard legend for sure big bison guy Sean, I, I remember howard was gonna win it all this year too <laughs> No doubt about it, dude. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming on, man. You want to, you want to throw some plugs out there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sean02MTM. Uh, check out Making the Madness podcast. and am going to go record that here in a bit uh, now with Jonathan Warner. He's been on here, hasn't he? You guys have yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, just check that out. And, you know, uh, hopefully the, the uh, luck turns around for Xavier. I appreciate it, Sean. Well, Colorado just won the yeah. race 69, so I'm about to turn this game no, off. It's over. Um, <laughs> but, it's over. But, but, Sean, we appreciate you coming on, man. Always a pleasure, bro. All right. See you. Let's talk real soon. Have a good time out there, bro. Yeah, you too. Dude, literally always good times with our boy Sean, man. Dude, I love this guy, dude. And 
I, we talked about this, Andy, I think before, like I respect so much those guys that cover just full college basketball. Just literally everyone. Like what, like I mentioned in that you'll get a um, tweet about Florida and then you'll get a tweet about Northern Michigan state at <laughs> Wanapega. When there are 350 plus teams in college basketball, and he knows that much about our team, Xavier, and we're not Duke. You know what I mean? Like Xavier's a big program, but it's not Duke. And like he like literally like is talking about the specifics of our program. I'm like, this is fucking impressive. It's insane. Him saying he has one TV and uses his laptop and phone. That's bullshit. He lives inside of Thank a dubs and has college <laughs> basketball on and has all the different streaming services to watch the, the small conference teams. Like if you asked him who this starting point guard was for Youngstown State, He'd probably know, and he'd probably know what class he was and everything. No question. One TV ranking. by ass. I think yeah. he needs one of those. You know the TVs that are, like, separated where it has, like, each individual TV, like, makes yeah. up one big TV? That's what he means. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one right. TV, and it's about 972 inches of 42 <laughs> you know, TVs. You know he's got one of those, like, fucking IMAX theaters, and he's calling that one TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's like laying yeah, on his back yeah. yeah like 60 screens all put together yeah one well, tv there's a lot more open space in nevada so i think if he has his good own call. personal imax theater i mean he probably yeah probably has room to do so <laughs> good call and well played on his part um so without further ado i mean you and i we've all been chomping at the bit and uh, <laughs> they just got to talk about what's been going on locally you know we all try to talk national as much as we can but it, it's all a stall until we get to Xavier talk. So it's been pretty bonkers. I don't know if I've seen a Xavier meltdown in some time like this. This is as bad as I've ever seen Xavier Twitter, Xavier social media. Yeah. Um, I mean, my mentions were just an absolute disaster. I mean, you are the douchiest man on Twitter. I'm the big, like quote, the biggest douche in Xavier Twitter. It is now in my bio. Yep. Um, It could be more accurate. No, couldn't be. I think uh, you didn't have to include in Xavier Twitter <laughs> in that, but, but I, I, I didn't go with the direct quote. Sure. Mm. And like that Fair way, enough. I can um like when people they, when they come across you, oh, this guy's a Xavier fan and a douche. So, I'd add it to your resume, honestly. I've never received a greater honor. Is there a trophy? Can I get a banner? Uh, we can make you one. Uh, we can definitely banner. make you one. I'll, I'll, hang I, it, I, maybe, I'll have to cover some dump trucks, but I'll put it on my wall. <laughs> I, I already texted Joe. Like, imagine us actually doing, like, real apparel, biggest douche on Twitter. <laughs> I think with a at big the very, anger on it. <laughs> at the very least, maybe Gabe could make a graphic or something. Your face on, like, a medallion. Dude, you oh. could fight somebody on third on third floor. Biggest douche on Twitter versus. Ooh. Now that yes. that is just a saying. huge idea. Just saying, throw Gabe your specs, bro. Like <laughs> I just want to, I just want to know who would be, who would be the other side of that card there. Well, Mike uh, Saber. We we know who it is, Julie. <laughs> Julie or Mike Saber or both, <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's that's just absolute gold right there. Um, but I really was having a terrible time. Okay, so here's here's how my night went. Big bell curve. So the game started, and I didn't think we looked that bad, to be completely honest with you. The game, like, we weren't playing fantastic, but I liked the way we looked in the beginning. And um, so it looked, it looked okay, and then it got really bad, and then it dipped. And I was doing absolutely horrible for the last, like, 10 minutes. And then Twitter happened, and I was having fun. That was as fun as I've had in a loss in a long time. It's just – I don't know, man. I get some kind of weird joy out of watching, like, full-grown adults – Go in complete meltdown mode. 
like because we're we're like adults kind of but like not really you know what i mean like i've been an adult we're for like pretending yeah i've been an adult for like two years you know what i mean but like imagine being 50 and just complete melting down over a college basketball team that's controlled by 18 to 21 year olds like completely melting down like this dude like saber for example and i'm not gonna sit here and bash some fucking guy like i don't fucking know the dude but like just commenting on everything and it's just like dude like i get these comments on shit which is just like i'll say something like completely positive or something and they'll be like well fucking steel still the coach and fucking yada 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 i'm like what are you contributing to literally anything like did you think like dude this tweet going to be super valuable this is going to offer a lot of value to people when i tweet this and it's just like the most like okay like why even say these words and, and like so the here's point? the thing the dude talks about me nonstop. um i mean i and, do too uh, yeah but you have to <laughs> <laughs> the dude doesn't even follow me <laughs> oh wow so he he's got to be going out of his way to look for you yes like and like the, Coop, Coop made that tweet about my name being Anderson, and he goes, "That was good. What a what a pussy ass name for such a pussy." <laughs> I didn't know that. That's hilarious. I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about, dude? And then he like um he and that fire Harbaugh dude that's complete. He's a negative asshole too. Um, like he um they're, they're talking about how they need to fire Travis Steele, but then um um. Then he tags me in a comment about is it Andy Pick seventeen and an other piece of shit Xavier fans think he's a good coach. Like, like it, it, it is just insane. Like imagine being like, I don't know, you you're established in your life and that's what you decide to do is go like <laughs> trash talk your own team. Like, I mean, I've, okay, every team and every fan base will have like those fans and stuff, and I see it like writing about Ohio State, I'll write about a player that's not even there yet, like an incoming recruit. And I'll check the comments on my article, and someone's like, doesn't matter, they can't hang with Bama. I'm like, last year's team couldn't. That has absolutely nothing to do with what Dude, I'm talking about. that is this so is about true, bro. Junior you, could high say, you can say literally anything, bro. I would love to go through. I'm going through my notifications right now. I'm sure I'll find something completely stupid. But, like, I'll say, like, literally anything anything you know be like well uh, you know car is gonna break a three i'm like what what the fuck what are you doing for literally anyone saying that why tweet that like Like, what is the fucking point there there needs Uh, to be some quality assurance before you send out a tweet like you know like when dwight says like before i say anything i think would an idiot say that and if it and if it's (laughs) yes i don't say it like like literally bro like I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're thinking when you actually do this shit. Like, um, um, I don't so know. Like, um, Retire52 puts something about how, like, um, Greg McDermott's plan the last couple of years has been to leave Xavier's worst three-point shooters open and dare them yeah. to shoot. Sure. And, like, so I I actually contributed to that conversation, said something relevant to it, and said I'd be expecting to see the small lineup with, with Colby at the four a lot just to um, get us a little more shooters out there um, so we can spread the four so they don't just paint Carter. And then some dude just comes out of nowhere and says, we will lose by 20. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your service. That's my new thing to guys like that. I just say T-Y-F-Y-S. Like, thank you for your service. (laughs) Like, do you feel good about that tweet? Is that a tweet you feel good about? Like, man, I'm really doing the Lord's work out here tonight. (laughs) And, you know, Cap, you said before you post a tweet, 
you think, is this something an idiot would say? I do the same thing. I compose the tweet before I hit tweet. I say, would an idiot say this? If the answer <laughs> is no, then I post it. If the answer is yes, an idiot would do this. I copy and paste it and switch to a burner account and then tweet it anyway. <laughs> One of the 47. Yeah. I just posted to the Andy Pick 17 account. I was I was trying to find no escalators tweet where he said like really tough night to to be a guy that runs 47 others Xavier accounts, but I couldn't find it. I wanted to be so funny. That dude's hilarious. Um especially like the poking the stick at Xavier, like do something. I love that guy. And then like all the egg shit. Like I had to eat horrible and egg, yeah. but I couldn't help it. I had Can no I just choice. you in a nice egg. <laughs> Can I just do it an egg in these trying times? Like it's it's my new thing, dude. Like every game Xavier loses, I'm eating a hard boiled egg with the shell on. Uh all of it. <laughs> and it doesn't it's not fun. It's better than chugging hot sauce, but it's not fun. I was fun. honestly like low-key happy for Bluff because he got to use those and like he was funny as hell with it. That, um, dude, his no hardcore memes were hysterical. Those dudes are absolutely great. I those absolutely love it. They're funny as hell. It was just wild, dude. Like, Musketeer Report last night until, like, 1 or 2 in the morning. He was torching them. He was not holding back. Yeah, no, not not at all. And I was oh. so here for it. And that's when I'm like, all right, I really I really want to hear his actual thoughts of what, it, what it's like dealing with these people. So so quick heads up here. We did we did text Rick tonight, and he said he wanted to do to do it. He has the overnight shift tonight, so he couldn't get on. But he said the very next time we're recording, he's on. So we'll, we'll probably get him early next week. Um, but I would just love to hear from Rick. And it would have been great tonight because he would it still would have been fresh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the takes would have been super fresh. We, we might need to do like a, a drunk uh, interview tomorrow and run it for next week's podcast because it will be fresh and drunk and shit. Um, but dude, I would have loved to talk to Rick last night. I, I just want to know like what, like what, what his thought process is because like I've been, I've been a lot more active on the boards and it's exhausting. It is just oh. an absolute train wreck. And the boards like, are bad. He is, he, he has to deal with it every single day. And some people are just completely out there. Like talking about how, uh, like the the big one I got involved in was he said, um, Odom, Scruggs, Colby, Carter, and Fremantle. Like that's a horrible lineup because it. Um, like how do you score? Like well, you have two spot up shooters, you have a great pick and roll, pick and pop guy, and three really good drivers. Sure. Like that 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 leads to points a lot of the time. Yeah. Her sources, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty damn good lineup, but I know, like, well, I mean, I was going to say Dewan Odom is not the best shooter in the world, but, but I mean, that's wrong. Is he 50%? <laughs> of that shot form, dude. <laughs> he literally Whoa. took the dribble, too. Like, like, received it, took the dribble like, you know, a third grader does, and then... Dude, he you know, wanted was... nothing to do with shooting that ball. That was an absolute prayer that was answered. <laughs> I, th- I think it was an accident. There's, dude, the, you know that he was like, holy shit, I made that shot. He wanted nothing to do with shooting it. You know when you just kind of jack one and it's a complete prayer and you make it and you're like, holy fuck, that went in. I guarantee you that was his mindset. Like, bro, it looked like the monster stole his talent before he shot the shot. Like his whole body fucking, like he did like a whole fucking shimmy. That was like, the bro- ugliest made three I've oh ever seen my in my life. God, dude. That it's kind of like rough. when you're you're chilling at home and you finish like you finish your like Coke bottle or something and screw on the lid 
and you just throw it from the dining room into the kitchen trash can and it like bounces off the toaster and then yep. falls in and you're home alone and no one no one's gonna believe you and like yep. you're just shocked and you like you you can't do anything about it <laughs> you can't the same energy it's literally the same energy bro like that was insane and that was the only three we made until what like 12 minutes left in the game no, um kunkel hit one until so, kunkel, oh kunkel finally hit one kunkel um, did. God, he's, been... gonna, he's gonna get it going man he's going to yeah it, it's a matter shot's of time. too good shot's we, know too can, good. we know he can shoot he's just cold as hell um i think people my... are really underestimating the the toll of three covid shutdowns oh for sure for like sure. It, it completely takes you out of your rhythm and believe it or not when shooting when you're a team full of shooters you need a rhythm I have heard that before, and there was no rhythm last night. I mean, it just felt like everything on the offensive end was completely forced. And to start the game, I mean, we kind of talked about this before, and now we'll kind of actually, I think, maybe talk tangibly about the game. Like, I remember the first, like, 10 to 15 minutes, maybe even through the whole first half, I didn't hate the effort. I mean, it was honestly, in my opinion, a complete uh, flipped script from what we had seen the last couple games where – Honestly, the, for the first couple of games, I was like, man, the effort sucks, but like the, the execution is not terrible. You know, the offense looks okay. We're not making shots. And last night I was like, man, I feel like we look pretty energetic. I didn't hate the defense for the most part. Um, I honestly felt like the defense was rather good. Not like for the most it was, part. There's, there's a lot, obviously some more to be desired, but Providence just got fucking high. Like they were hitting 35 footers with two seconds on the shot clock with hands right. in their face. It was, like, to me, down the stretch in the second half where I was, like, really getting frustrated, um, especially after Colby got fucking clocked. That was yeah. one we million We came out percent. negative on a um, flagrant one foul. That was insane. And that was one million percent fucking intentional. I, I mean, you just you watch the replay. He's looking Colby in the face and swings through his head. Yes. That was one million percent intentional absolutely went out of his way to, to fucking elbow him in the fucking dome. And then we just still rolled over and died. I mean, if that happens to like a Xavier team, bro, like, and one of my brothers gets fucking elbowed in the dome and it's bleeding from the fucking eye. I'm putting you on your ass. Every fucking play of the whole goddamn game. If I foul out, I don't give a shit. And we're winning this fucking game. You know what I mean? Like that is just no ifs, ands, or buts. And it, I just didn't see the Xavier mentality. And, and honestly, too, dude, like we didn't, we shouldn't have even needed that. This was a team against the wall on the bubble, playing a Providence team that really doesn't have anything to play for. I know, like the, our boy Sean said, they have a chance to play in. They have a lot of ground to make up. They, if they, they, want they have any a lot of. They chance. definitely have work to do. They essentially have to win out. Essentially, like yeah. they really they, didn't have much yeah, to play do. for. I mean, honestly, and if it's not a Big East tournament game, it really doesn't matter to them. And we are square on the bubble, and we our will to win did not match theirs, man. Like, we did not win. The game is bad, and Colby gets fucking clocked, and the energy didn't change. And I was, that's just inexcusable to me, man. Like, that is just not – that's not what this program was founded upon, you know? And um, that, that's been hard to watch for me these last few games. And I know it's been a weird season, and I think a lot of that can be written off. But that was hard to watch, just kind of us just not – wanting the game as much as the other team. I mean, again, I, I've been there as well. It, it's frustrating as hell. It's like um, you guys put like coaches and players put so much work into this, into a season and into preparing for one single game and to have the feeling that your guys don't want it as badly yeah. as the other guys. And like, even when you um, pointed out like, and that doesn't change. Yeah. That that's that's what's frustrating when they, when they don't make the adjustments of uh, and and change the energy because there are going to be times where 
like you kind of get a little lackadaisical. It, it happens to every basketball team. Sure. And uh, it seems like, you know, you get a little shell shocked and might seem like your energy's not there, but you got to turn it on. It feels like a theme now though. You, you got to regroup and turn it on at some point. You can't turn it on after two games. You got to turn it on after two minutes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, man. And, and you had to make a, an adjustment and that just didn't to me look like a team that was on the bubble. You know what I mean? That knew, Hey man, like we, we are in a, like we can't lose right now. You know, like we have our backs against the wall. That just didn't appear to me to look like a team that was in that situation. And, and that was kind of hard to watch. Nate Johnson, of course, not being there, obviously it was turned out to be a big blow, ice cold shooting from three, but still, even without Nate Johnson, uh, I was still expecting Xavier to come in there and at least be able to beat Providence. But um, I mean, I think that has to play into it a little bit, but I, I still don't think it's any excuse. I think next man up type of mentality. And at the end of the day, just Providence wanted it more, played a lot better than Xavier did. And we're a deep enough team where one yeah. guy, even if it's a, um, even if it's the one of the top three point shooters in the country and just been a hell of a grant transfer, even if it's a guy that important, we should have guys ready to step up. I mean, um, I, I feel like that would have been a good opportunity for guys like Kiki and um, CJ, yep. who I feel oh, like yeah. they did um, fairly, fairly well with their minutes, um, the, the few that they got. So I'm actually a little surprised they didn't get as many in the second half. But then again, Travis is a lot smarter than I am. And actually, he's involved with the program. <laughs> um, so we're not going to di- dissect that. Um, but I really didn't feel like there was many – there, there was much like, all right, this is my, this is my time. This is my opportunity. Yep. Just didn't have that, that, that same yeah, deal. No one really got involved, and, but. And I didn't think it was like a horrible effort, but there definitely wasn't like anyone that was just like, okay, I'm taking this game over. Like I'm taking this opportunity and seizing it. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. And I uh, mean, I, I think towards the stretch, probably, I don't know, maybe midway through the second half, Paul Scruggs did start to really like, hold on to the ball a lot more and drive and kind of attempt to take the ball or take the game over. Um, but yeah, I couldn't fully because anytime Xavier did something, Providence answers back with like sure. a three that seemingly went in by the grace of God, like several times. Yeah, over and they made over some again. tough ones, but we had no rhythm on offense either. I mean, no, there was none. It, it felt like everything we were doing was completely forced. I feel and, like we were it, intimidated. It was hard to watch. It was definitely hard to watch, and and you can deal with that. And uh, I thought another ripe spot. I mean, Dewan Odom's playing good ball. He's like he is he's he's showing something special. He's and playing like, really good ball. And he's not even like lighting up the. He's not like um making a bunch of highlight plays. He's just making the right plays. Yeah. And I say that a ton. Uh, he is just like he's he's making good. Pa- he's making smart plays. Not turning the ball over. Like really, the closest he came to turning the ball over was when he slipped on an inbounds pass and Which still was didn't some turn bullshit. Over. Yeah, I mean he was he was on ice, man. Like that was some bullshit, dude. He is really playing well, man. Him in the open court is absolutely he's so special in the open court, man. And I feel like he isn't even off his leash yet. I feel like we haven't really even seen him like be a dog off his leash, man. When he's in the open court and his instincts just go, he is very, 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 very good. And I think it's another thing too, man. I, I keep in mind. I mean, I see all this Fremantle bashing, and I know he's had his moments. He's a sophomore, dude. Why are like, people bashing Fremantle? Dwan Odom's a freshman. Colby Jones is a freshman. CJ Wilcher's a freshman. Kiki Taney's a sophomore. Like, this is a young team. 
I mean, this is a very, very young team. And I know that we've got some older dudes, but Scruggs is the only junior or senior that we recruited on this yes. whole roster. Right. I mean, Everyone a, here is a Big East newcomer. This is a very, very young roster. And two, I mean, you look at the Big East records. Dude, we've played like half the games as everybody else. Like, and I'm not yeah. trying to use these as excuses, but it, it does go into the bigger picture. It's not an excuse. It's an explanation. Yeah. I, 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 people I'm, don't I'm understand that there's, there's, there's a difference between an excuse. Like, well, uh, like we just didn't play as many games. Like, no, it's uh, let, let's, let's gather, yeah. let's gather the facts here. And we I think, yeah. Played three games you. in six weeks. And, and plus takes, two with, with the shutdowns and everything, what a lot of people don't realize, like, uh, I, I believe it, it was either Travis or Jonas Hayes that said this on uh, Travis Steele's radio show a couple weeks ago. But the players, whenever they're like shut down and on lockdown, like they're in their apartments or dorm yeah. rooms, like they're not right. They're not. They can't pick up a basketball. Practicing. They're, yeah, they're not shooting basketball. They might be working out in their rooms or something. But well, I mean, uh, you take Adam Baum said this. Um, they can, they can barely even work out. They had stationary bikes. That is not what they to got. mention yeah. they're not playing basketball. They're not playing with each other. Yeah. So while these other teams are playing basketball and practicing, they're also playing with each other and getting better as a fucking team and a unit. While our dudes are just fucking riding on a fucking bike for three weeks yeah. in the middle of yeah. the like the bigger stretch of the season where you're really like figuring out who you are. Um, and then honestly, man, I, I'm I'm down to kind of talk about the bigger picture here when we talk about this bullshit fire Travis Steele stuff. So like I I hear the negatives for sure. I mean we've underachieved like fucking crazy. I, I'm with that. Young coach inheriting a Big East program that was very, very young. Like, I hear you. But, like, dude, look at the recruiting. Look at how young this roster is. And we've had a pretty damn good season. I mean, Xavier's had it as rough as any program in college basketball COVID-wise. We're 11-5. and five. Uh, I think we're in pretty damn good shape still. And this could definitely still get figured out. I mean, and that's another thing, too. I, I'm not willing to make a judgment on this season yet when there's still a fuck ton of season left. Like, Xavier still has control of their destiny. If, if we keep winning games, we keep playing well, we're in the tournament, you know? Like, I mean, a win against Creighton is going to be massive. That oh. is – like, I'm not going to call it a must win because you can't call a Creighton game – if, if Creighton's a yeah. must win, then you're in trouble. Then you're in huge um, trouble. We still got we Georgetown and Marquette afterwards. But, like, it's a good, it's a good day to, to get the rhythm back on offense. Yeah, big opportunity. And I think this is – and here's one thing that makes me excited about this group is, like – they're young, but I also feel like this is a very talented group. And, like, I'm excited about a big opportunity because I feel like this team has a high ceiling. Like, I could definitely see us giving them a hell of a game. Like, this is a team that I feel like is definitely underperformed from a talent perspective. So I'm excited but to see it, how The they... first time we played them, like, we shot like shit. And we we were a kunkle heave away from sending it to overtime. Sure. And, like, dude, the first fucking 10 minutes of that game, I, we were about to run them off the floor. Yeah. I mean, we opened up that yeah. game. I, I mean, that was like literally the cutoff still. Like that run, we opened the first eight minutes, we were kicking their ass. And then like some flipped. I mean, I think we took it. It was a, a timeout, I think a TV timeout. And then since then, we have just not been good. I mean, that was like the last time we looked good was the beginning of the Creighton game. Um, but if this team has it in him. I, I hope we get Nate Johnson back. I mean, he's a big piece. He's a very, very big piece. He's been our third best player, in my opinion, all season long. Um, but we'll see. But it's such a it's such a young group, and and this fire steel stuff is so stupid. I mean, I saw that, and we talked about some with with Sean that Calipari has the hottest seat in college basketball. The dumbest thing ever. The absolute it, dumbest thing ever. I just like these. I'm just done listening to fans on like taking advice from fans, like. 
we, we clearly can't use logic here. Like we have Kentucky fans wanting Cal fired, even though he got him a championship and in multiple Final Fours, um, and they're consistently a Sweet Sixteen lock, and yeah. they want him fired after one bad year. Um, like just stop with the fucking overreactions. And there are things that piss me off. I was pissed last night, dude. Yeah. Like last night was not fun. I was pissed. It just has been. It hasn't felt like the Xavier basketball program that we grew up watching, and it didn't feel like our identity. But, like, dude, so young, so much talent, steals a Xavier guy, has been here for 11 years, and what the fuck are you going to do It's better right now? If you blow this thing up three years in with a fantastic coaching staff, by the way, this coaching staff is nuts. Like, no Xavier coach that was brand new could have brought anything close into this. Like this kind of coaching staff we have. He's inherited a Big East program that was in, in a really rough transition period. He wasn't Chris Mack inheriting two Holloway, Mark Lyons, Jordan Crawford, we Jason Love. 80% of our scoring. In the A-10. We lost the number two scorer in Xavier history and J.P. McCurry yeah. and Sean O'Mara and Karim Cantor and Kaiser Gates. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it was the easiest position to come into. Um, and he kept it afloat in really tough positions. And I'm not going to sit here and pump Travis Steele. I'm just going to say it as objective as I see see it like yes we've underachieved but yes there's a fuck ton upside here and he's a coach under 40 with a very young roster we've had a pretty fucking good season and about as shitty of a pandemic's like season as any team in college basketball so yes we've had some bad but i think there's a fuck ton of good and i definitely see the upside and uh and i believe in travis Steele and, and also the players he's bringing in like i love our the character of our group um so i, I think we're gonna have a good end of the year I mean, definitely there's a lot to figure out on the basketball court and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But from a character perspective, I think that we're going to bounce back. Yeah, like, um, and we're a team, like, the way the way this team is built. Uh, we talked about it with um, Adam Baum the first time that he came on. Like, the offense were running. Like, it was – we talk, we joke about the make shots offense, but it is – it's an offense centered around making shots. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Like, Which um, is smart like, per source. Like, um, but, like – it's an, like it can go stagnant if um, you go cold. And the worst thing happened to a team built to continue to consistently shoot shutdowns, multiple of them, and losing the best shooter in college basketball, and losing the and losing the top three point shooter in college basketball. Like it's a long dong Johnson. Uh, that's a massive massive injury to his third leg, and uh, hopefully <laughs> they call him uh, tripod for a reason. <laughs> I mean, it, for sure. But like, dude, like in my opinion, the offense hasn't been the huge issue. Um, and there's things that got to get, there's things that got to get figured yeah. out. But I mean, this has been a weird season. I mean, I don't think that Duke is going to fire coach K. I don't think that Michigan state's going to fire Izzo. I don't think that UK is going to fire Calipar. You know what I'm saying? Like Roy Williams up on the hot seat though. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no question. They're going to have to change it from Roy Williams court to something else for sure. Go back to Dean Smith. Um, it, it's just Sorry, ridiculous. Michael Jordan court. Shouts to my shouts to Marquette, by the way. That was a big win for the Big East, though. Can we say that? That, it that, was. A, that was a pretty big win for the Big East. The Marquette now has beaten Wisconsin and North Carolina. I mean, I heard Rothstein saying this on, on CBS's uh, show at halftime of that game. They're like, man, a, a low, a, a bottom four Big East team is absolutely waxing uh, one of the ACC's you know, flagship programs. Like at UNC, I mean, and at this point in the season, like Marquette is that stock 
like if you buy GameStop at four hundred dollars, like that's like that's like buying GameStop at four hundred dollars. Like they're yeah. like they're like that's like a twenty dollar GameStop stock. Like at this point in the season, Marquette might as well be fucking Appalachian State. I mean, they are just at this point in shambles, and they made mincemeat of and I don't even know what mincemeat is. They made mincemeat of North Carolina at North Carolina. That was that was something else. And the most frustrating thing about all of that. Obviously, we wanted to see Xavier play North Carolina and North <laughs> Carolina ducks us. us. Well, I follow this page on Twitter that's like sports aviation. It tracks like when teams leave and when they'll arrive and has like the trajectory of the flight. Okay. Marquette's flight from Milwaukee to Chapel Hill literally cut through Cincinnati. Like oh. it went down, cut right over Cincinnati. And it just, I don't know. It was like a, a little sign like, you know, it would have been ends. it would have been half of the flight for Xavier to get down there. We could have got down there a lot quicker. But dude, the way we've been playing, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what would have happened. As opposed to the way Marquette's been playing. Well, that's a fair. good point. That's but fair. like, but is there a Big East team playing worse than Xavier right now? Like, we're just not playing that well. Butler, probably not. <laughs> Butler clearly without without their fucking team. That's literally what Butler has right now. Is like us without Scruggs, Fremantle, and. Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's nuts, and uh, and I think we're way more talented top to bottom than Butler is. So even worse than that. You don't say. You don't say. But it's been crazy times, man. I had a blast last night. Uh, I've never eaten a hard boiled egg with the shell on that tasted so good, and went down so smooth as that one. Uh, it was excellent. It was excellent. You could say that. Hey, you guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Coop. And um, I, I don't know, man. Something about just like grown men completely melting down was funny to me. I, I don't know. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. That's uh, been fun. I just don't get it, dude. And then like the player bashing. You can bash Travis Steele. He, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> but I mean, you think bashing athletes is cool. Like Jason Carter's 2021. Yeah. Dude, like, like that Mike Saber, dude, it's Steel sucks instead of Scruggs. He said Scruggs sucks. Oh, yeah, dude, he's been telling me Scruggs sucks for two years. Oh, the dude's that's... a fucking moron. Scruggs is this whole team. Yeah, like, like Scruggs had 22 last night or 24. But Scruggs sucks because yeah. he, he hasn't but that made a sweet was a positive, though. It's Scruggs had a bounce back game last night. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, I honestly didn't good. hate the effort as a whole. Um, I was just pissed from like the 10 minute mark on after Colby got smacked. Like I was like, okay, like let's fucking get these. You know what I mean? Let's go at them. You know what I mean? Cause the energy wasn't great before then. And I was like, okay, you know, let's kick their ass. You know? And it just didn't, didn't boost at all. But I thought for the most part, we, it was in the a step in the right direction. Yeah, I'm not going to say it was yeah. great. I was pissed off. Yeah, because I'm, I, I'm in like, I'm encouraged, yeah. but also not very confident about uh, Saturday. Right. Cause like, I'm oh. encouraged by the fact that, you know what? I do feel like our offense is going to figure it out. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna start yeah. hitting shots again, but we still don't know how to defend a fucking three, and we're playing. <laughs> I think we're getting better, but like compared to Creighton right now, it, yeah, like, it's, I mean, the, it's the, shot, the shots that yeah. we're shocked that Providence is hitting. I mean, sure. Here's one thing about that: um, Providence fans were shocked they were making those shots. Yeah, they Providence fans ones. like we know how to make now. These, like, they got some good ones too. I mean, the amount of time that Horkler was wide open, I yeah. just couldn't. Like and dude, we have never guarded a ball screen before. I mean, Nate Nate tweeted that last night while with our boy. Like there was times when we would have a ball screen, and a lot of times it was Fremantle. And and like I I thought I I'm 
one of the people that's more in the Fremantle camp. I know he's been getting a lot of hate, and I get that. I, I've definitely been on him about his inside defense. But, like, we would do these switches, and Horkler's just wide open at the three-point line for a legit four, five, six, seven seconds. And then he just has, time, the, he has time to take the Dwan dribble. Oh, and my then, God. <laughs> like, where are we, bro? He like, Fremantle was asleep on some of those. Like, what are you thinking about right now, my guy? Like, where are you mentally? <laughs> like, it was bad a couple of times. Like, they got – and for as many tough looks as they made, they had a lot of wide open. Like, obviously, there's a, lot, there's a lot to be asked of, of the defense. Like, we sure. should be asking for more. Like, that it was not a good defensive performance. And then the dunk, But too. didn't tell the story. The Horkler dunk. And then the Watson contest dunk, one please. where Watson gets one, takes a drop step. And then we just watch him just have yeah. a wide open catch and finish. I get that is the dude. Oh, defend your bucket, man. Like if he's going to foul him, like get his ass. You know what I mean? Especially after he fucking elbowed the shit out of your fucking brother out there, bro. You better get his ass. You know what I mean? He does not put his hands on the rim without thinking about it. That shit just cannot. I mean, CJ Anderson had to be fucking pissed. You know what I mean? Like oh, I, former guy, former guys of the program had to be furious. And like you know, CJ is all about that tough. Like he gets mad when um, players and help that's what other this guys. Program up. was built on man, yeah. and that's what pisses me off, man. And and Xavier to me appears to be like a rare program where like that DNA has been prevalent pretty much throughout. I mean, since we became a real program, like since the Byron days, like since the eighties, you know, um, like that toughness has stuck with us and that underdog mentality has stuck with us. And that like, we came that from Xavier nothing. Grit. that Xavier grit. And like, part of me right now is like this talent that we have currently would have shat on what we used to have. You know what I mean? Like, like, it, like the staff that we have, the, the amenities that we have, the facilities, the talent like is nuts. And like, We've, we've always been a program that does that has done more with less. And right now I feel like we're doing less with more. Like we have a shit ton of talent and everything that we have right now is in our favor. And we're just kind of just eh. yeah. like, I don't know, man. It, it's tough when I see like those former rosters and not, nothing against them. Like they were fucking fantastic, but like cage and Dolman and those dudes, like they weren't like crazy, crazy recruits. They weren't Dewan Odom. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? mean? Uh, Justin Cage was top 100, but Cage I mean, was a good recruit. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Like, he was a but good also, recruit. But, but also, like, he recruiting. was like our top. Like, it was like, wow, we landed this guy. Sure. And recruiting yeah. was way different back then, too. I mean, it wasn't like the EYBL where like the best recruits are playing the best recruits. It was like, this guy's over here doing this, and this guy's over here doing this. So who really knows who's good? You know? Right. But at the same time, that we were working with those threes, man. And like Stanley Burrell. Dolman, you know what I mean? Like those dudes were not huge recruits. They weren't terrible recruits at all, but they weren't amazing recruits. They weren't Duane Odom and Colby Jones and Cesar Edwards and you know the guys we're getting now. And I feel like right now it's just we've got all this talent and we're just I mean we're, we're we weren't we didn't play soft last night, but there were times where we were definitely were letting Providence have what they wanted, and that's hard. That's hard to watch. And, and I, I, I even I like I tweeted all caps contest can we contest a fucking shot? And yeah. that was after the second uncontested dunk. Yep. Um, and it's and, and that's what's tough is it's for three games in a row we've watched, not subpar mm-hmm. defense but horrible defense and like because like, <sighs> there are a couple games where like if we play decent defense we win and and, and that's one thing like that and that's the steel thing I, I hear that part you know what I mean and I'm still in on steel but like if that happens to me and I'm the head coach, <sighs> I mean it's gonna be a bad day for my team the next day. Well, Following the St. John's game, the next practice was entirely spent on defense. 
Yep. And I mean, yeah, that led to a win over Butler, but it's Butler. With I, nothing. Probably and they were in the game. Yeah. In that practice, and it yeah. probably wouldn't have changed the result. But sure. Yeah. And I digress a little bit. And, and to me, it's more about, if I was the coach, it's, it's more about pride and, and competitiveness than, the, than just defense. Because, yeah, defense is a byproduct of that. But to me, the defensive issues have been a byproduct of competitiveness and toughness and taking pride in that, that end of the floor um, and, and just not letting dudes do whatever the fuck they want. You know, like we've just been letting them do what they want. Like if they want open threes, have them. If you want dunks, have them. Like we've just been letting them do what the fuck they want. You know what I mean? And it's like, this isn't DePaul. This isn't Duquesne. We're not playing Charlotte. You know what I mean? Like, you can let Charlotte have a couple plays. You can't let Providence do what they want. A.J. Reeves and, and Duke and Watson, they're going to do what the fuck. They're going to dominate. They get microwave scores up there. Like, yeah. if, they see, if they see Horkler, of all people, dunking over someone, Come on. A.J. Reeves is like, hell yeah. Like, I'm going to go hit a couple threes for you. Right. It's just, it's laughable, man. I mean, you just can't let Biggie's programs have their way. I mean, we're going to have these results, but uh, neither here nor there, but it's been, uh, it's been definitely an interesting 24 hours and uh, Twitter was pretty exhausting. And Twitter, I don't, they, I don't oh, blame I, Adam Bob one bit. I, I kept, I kept going back from the, in the Bermuda Triangle, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter. Facebook, and the message boards. <laughs> Andy picked straight out of, straight out of Brooklyn. Straight out. <laughs> But also, if like, obviously, yeah, we're disappointed the team lost, but that doesn't mean go to Twitter and take your anger out on the beat reporters. Right. Like, you obviously yeah. follow them for a reason. If you tweet them and say, hey, ask coach this, they're not going to read your tweet before a press conference and be like, oh, this guy with 17 <laughs> followers said I should ask Travis Steele why he didn't play Kiki Tandy because this guy with 17 followers knows more about the team than I do. Like, well, that's obvious. Use a burner account and tweet it, and <laughs> uh, don't tweet at beat reporters. It will act actually not accomplish anything. They don't have a control of what the team does or any coaching decision. Beat at recruits, not. not beat reporters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll i look under. I'll, I would not be surprised um, if I um, like look under C, a C, um, a Caesar Edwards. Um, tweet and see, like, you know, Mike Saber, don't come here. We'll lose by 20. <laughs> exactly. Although I do think, I do think instead of after a loss or any frustrating moment, if you want to tweet Adam Baum or any member of the media, redirect that tweet. Still tweet it, but tweet it to Andy. Andy is going <laughs> to be the guy. He has, he has the time and energy to respond to each and every <laughs> individual request. And he will get back to you in a timely manner with a pretty well thought out argument too. So he's ready for it. I'll be up till three in the morning debating, like arguing Xavier basketball. Like I, I have no shame. I forget. I um, completely lose track of time when I'm doing that. Um, and it got me through my work day. Like my work day flew by. It yeah. Did. See. Yeah. It did. Uh, same here. And I wasn't responding to everything, but I was looking at the stuff and having a good time. Um, I, w- I would say just, you know, before you tweet, I would say eat a hard-boiled egg with a shell on. Eat many eggs because it wasn't fun, but uh, to make it feel better. So anyway, I said we get off the Xavier train here because we could definitely get on this forever. And I want to know, was the Michigan coach getting a pizza? Um, was it a, a post-game hookup? Um, was it a Tinder date? What What are we looking at here? Why Why take a phone call mid game if you're an assistant coach in Michigan? See, like I was kind of thinking, um, it was, kinda like, hey baby, I might be a little late. We might be heading to OT. 
It had to be a booty call. It, it had to be, uh, you know, his, his girl saw him on, on TV and wanted to be like, oh, I'm calling my man on TV right now. <laughs> and then like, he, he feels the phone vibrate and looks down. Like, oh, shit, I can't not answer. She'll kill right. me. And that's the thing, too. It's like, who do you possibly see pop up on your phone mid-game and be like, I got to answer that now. This can't wait. I Door think dash. what it is. So they're playing Ohio State. Big rivalry game. Number three versus number four. His phone rings. And he sees it's the athletic director at a different school in which he's applied for a higher position. Probably calling you with some good news. DePaul. So I think, I, I think it's probably a violation. And I think Michigan needs to – I think there needs to be an open investigation to see what's going on at the University of Michigan, uh, really with everything. But, yeah, <laughs> I could have been getting a, a job offer from a, a better school than Michigan, which would be pretty much all of them. <laughs> Look, thank God there's no bias in that statement. Uh, that's all. <laughs> Not that's basketball always. program. No, no the real I question think is – they might be the best. Uh, the real question is – um, if we, cause like we're on different time zones than, than this guy. Um, so we may, our discussions might not line up when Mario has to make that call to Mark view and it's during a game. Does he answer the call? I mean, if he's playing the university of San Francisco or Santa Clara. Yeah. I mean, it's not on TV anyways. No one's going to know guys. I have a question here real quick. And I don't know if you guys know more about this than me. Is Xavier wearing yellow on Saturday? Please, please. For the love of God, do not wear yellow. Burn it. Burn it. Take this whole thing, burn it. Bro, that's such it, a good sound bite. I, I don't even want to get started on the yellow jerseys. I don't even understand it. Where are you at like, on that? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe we are just trying to honor National Marquette Day. Now, uh, I, yeah. I saw these, like, earned it jerseys. Like, who was the NBA team that did them, like, the Pacers or something? But, like, they have yellow in their color scheme. No, it was the Heat. Yeah. The, Heat the Heat wore yellow jerseys. Yeah. And I don't know what the thing behind it is. If, if there's a thing that I can maybe get behind, like, maybe, maybe. But, like, it's just, like, what are we doing? It and, looks like, dude, as if Ikea was sponsoring right? Xavier basketball. And it's like, hey, we did this Ikea Xavier right? collab. We wear yes. these, like. It looks like you went on 2K. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go on 2K and they have like the team brandings, it's like, it will be like Ikea, like X Xavier kind of thing. Like what the fuck are you doing? But like, dude, the the Jersey looked legit, bro. Like you could tell, I don't know if you saw the screenshot, like it had scrugs on the back. It's a real Jersey. Yeah. Like, what is that? And I don't think they would just make jerseys. They don't plan on using. I hope they accidentally put a filter on just the blue running man Jersey and it (laughs) appeared yellow. Dude, or maybe I it was just, washed incorrectly. I, I don't just know. can't I see any reason. Be, it's Centos. I will say though, the, the new the new grays are clean. I like the new grays a lot. The new old grays. The new old grays are yeah, nice. Huge improvement. I just can't see any reason you would roll out a yellow jersey unless it's like something meaningful. You know what what about mean? the script, Xavier? How do you feel about those? I don't Warm hate them. A couple them. times. I don't hate them. I don't want I, them regularly. Yeah, I liked them more for Spain. I thought they were a cool yeah. like Spain change up. Yeah, I, I, I could I could be I could deal with that. Maybe um have it next time we go international. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, or if we play like if we go international, play like Hawaii. Um, I that's do like America. them. I, I do like them. I don't love them, but it, it is weird though. Like, it, it, I, I thought they were perfect for, for Spain. You know, an overseas event, like kind of like an international feel, a little bit of a different change up for the jerseys. I thought they were a cool mix up for that. I don't know about maybe more than 
like a Maui. Like I could see, you know what I mean? Like I, I just don't see where they would have much of a place normally. There's that's just not our brand. But I do I do kind of like them though. I think they're a cool changeup. Better than yellow. Way fucking better than yellow. That is for damn sure. I just dude, honestly, I, I will I'm telling you right now, I will be I will be like Mike Saver vibes if we were yellow. <laughs> Not that bad, but I just don't see any reason. And I will openly Can we say get like, him on the pod. Your call, man. I mean, no. Yeah, I was going to say, no. like, I was going to say, I'll take two um, slides from Julie before that happens. Yeah, I was going to be like, if you if you wanted, I mean, I'm not going to tell you no, but I thought you would have been the one to disapprove that. Um, I wouldn't show up that day. Anyway, uh, anyway, the black, the blue and the yellow, I'm sure Coop's out on that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sure I just don't it's just not us man like I, I it just makes no sense I'm here for alternates and cool alternate shit but like yellow that's just that has nothing to do with you know what I mean because like, uh, like, it, it, like at no point has Xavier ever had anything yellow that just has like, nothing to do with us man that's not our and, brand and like I think back to like you know the Timberwolves had um the Prince Purple Rain jerseys like yeah. that's not their colors but they were honoring Prince who had just passed away right that makes sense what what does the yellow mean? Sure. What purpose Nothing. are we serving by wearing some yellow? And then, two, the NBA also, too, you have 82 games. So, I mean, you can throw a couple of weird jerseys out there, and that's one out of eight. If you wear a weird jersey in the NBA, that's one out of 82 games plus the playoffs, you know? Yeah. In college, you especially this season, you got 15, 16, 17 games, and one of them is going to be some fucking yellow alternate, which has never had anything to do with your college game ever. Like, come on now. Um, anyway, I think we're talking too much about alternate Xavier yellow jerseys that may or may not be worn. Um, but I think we got most of it. I'm just really looking forward to the coming days and the and the positivity that I'm sure we'll be receiving from the internet. And um, and I'm sure if we play like a really good game and lose by four to Creighton, um, I'm sure Xavier fans will give us a lot of credit and steal a lot of credit and see the the perspective and long term future of our program. Oh, yeah, they'll definitely be like, all right, we saw growth. Yeah, like they'll be looking forward to the. Um, the true growth we've made as a program within the short amount of time, and they will definitely not melt down because it's another loss uh, to a damn good team. Um, that doesn't happen. No, never. Never seen it ever. They will say we need to hire Steel again. Yeah, lifetime contract, just like Lado. Guys, what's up with the Big East, man? All our best teams are shitting it down the toilet. I love Hotball's tweet that biggest everyone play like shit challenge, bro. Like, man, everyone with a chance is just letting it go. And, you know, we just feel bad for the American. Dude, speaking of the American. We, I mean, we, we want to see how few teams we can get in the tournament and still have more than them. Dude, I have nothing to say about the player situation. I hope he's, I hope he's okay. But UC is fucked. UC has nothing. Yeah, future's not looking too good right now. Dude. And they're stuck with Brandon for a while, or else they have to buy him out. Yeah, that's scary They don't the scary have any part. money in that program at all. That athletic budget is cleaned out. They're in a deficit already. But you mean, yeah. like, having a football team that underperforms puts you in the red? That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling don't you. Don't tell Londo. <laughs> don't tell Londo. He does, not, he does not want the facts. But, bro, from a basketball perspective, and they have nothing for next year. At all, at this point, dude, nothing. They're in trouble, dude. That's a uh, rough situation. I would have never seen it going that far south. If anything, I would have seen a more realistic possibility of it going like crazy well than it going this bad. 
Oh, yeah, like I would have, I would have envisioned them in an elite eight before this. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, I, I would have never seen it going this bad. Like, this is bad. <laughs> it's like I thought. The, I think the Joyce is good. I like the Joyce a lot. And he's solid. Like he's really good. Like, he was having he, a pretty solid, um, yeah, pretty solid season. Like they were really relying on him. And to know that he's been going through it like that too, I mean, that says a lot because he's been good. Yeah, like, and I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed Loki. Enjoyed watching him. I like him. He he's a yeah. very likable player. He's one of the UC guys. Like, there are some players. It doesn't matter who they play for. They can play for your your rival. Right. Like, you know, I respect that dude. Yeah, I, I like Davenport a lot too. Yeah, for sure. But I and there's been some UC guys like that. Like for example, like SK. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and we had like the hey, who's killed Patrick shit. But I like Sean Kilpatrick. You know what I mean? He's a likable guy. Um, but kind of same thing with Julius. I like Julius. I think he's tough. I like him a lot. Um, so it's kind of tough to see that for him, but hopefully he, he's able to figure it out. And, and hopefully, he, like, I, I think I'm I think a big a advocate of uh, mental yeah. health, and I really think like because I see what meltdowns look like, and like they just start attacking players. Like not only are they 18, 19, 20 year olds, they're also humans, and you have no idea what the fuck they're going through. And they're not they're not um, athletes that get paid to uh, the, the, they're not out there for your entertainment. They're out there. Um, they're out there. They're playing for free, mostly. And they're humans. So <laughs> mostly <laughs> that was a hell of a mostly. That was a hell of a mostly. Well said, my dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. But I hope he's okay. But uh, UC is in trouble. Ooh. I'm going to finish that conversation with just David DeJulius. Let's, I, hope, I really hope you figure it out. And really don't care what team you're playing for. Don't. I really hope you don't have to go through a mental struggle like this again. Again. And, and Joe Biden, if you're hearing this, the sim is broken. And Dwayne Rock Johnson, if you're hearing this, uh, what up? And then uh, <laughs> David Joyce isn't going to listen to this. <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. If he does, there's a chance. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Like, crazy you know, so, someone might clip it. Dude, how wild is it not being blocked by Chad Brendel right now? I, I, haven't, honestly, I haven't seen his tweets on my timeline in a long time. I'm being very careful, too. Like, I honestly want to stay unblocked. It's a special feeling. <laughs> I like Chad, dude. I, I don't know. I like him. Uh, um, did you see his um, interaction with Joe yesterday? Our Joe? Yeah. No, what happened? I'll see if I can find it because like, I can actually see Chad Brendel's tweets. Is Chad the new intern? Yes. Ooh. Now that'd be something. <laughs> so like, in the beginning of the game, when uh, like Rick tweeted that we were like, um, four of thirteen, and like UC was off to a real slow start. Chad was like, "Wait, All what? Right. Ima- like, imagine hitting four shots." I think I saw that. <laughs> and, and then, um, man, Joe, like, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Um, uh, once in a while, Joe has one of those tweets where I'm like, "Bro, what, did you did you think about this one?" <laughs> he's like, he posts a picture of the score. Uh, no, yeah, Chad said four made baskets. I'm jealous. Right. And um, Joe Pretty sent a picture of the tweet. Um, uh, so I, th- I found it funny. Yeah. But then Joe comes in and said, Chad, 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 Chad. And uh, you can tell Chad was not having it because he just comes back with, that was the point, dumbass. 
I went, oh shit. Oh, is it about to go down? Yeah, Chad has a very low tolerance. And, and here's the thing, bro. He's going to go on another Xavier spree. Uh, uh, another, it's going to, it's a matter of time. He will. There, there's one cross down shootout away or one decommitment away or something like that where he's going to go on another spree. But for right now, I mean, it's fun. I'm enjoying like not being blocked because I love, I love the interaction between Chad and Rick. I like Chad. There's just those times where he just goes way off the deep end. And he's a, he's a UC fan. You know what I mean? So like I get it, but it's like a, it's really different because like we are uh, our twenty four seven crew. They're not right. senior fans. Yeah, like we have a completely different experience with that. Right, for sure. And snow can't spell, <laughs> dude. That shit is nuts. <laughs> it's wild. That's when you know shit's bad. Like when you're dissecting Brian Snow's grammar. <laughs> That's another God. guy I can't stand. Jesus Christ. Like, and not to mention one message. He, he sent like seven, eight, nine. And he's replies. like causing up a storm. Your writing has not gotten better in 10 years. Dude, fuck like, yourself. Who gives a shit? Fuck like, and you. This is also the same guy that said when um, people were talking about like what are when, during the shutdowns that someone posted, like made a thread and said, what are some good follows to um, yeah. have? And he's like, I kind of like Mike Saver. He would. I'm he, like he found his burner. I think we did. Um, I mean, there, like, there's, there's just a shit ton of those negative assholes right now, man. And they're and they're coming out in droves, man. There's three yep. of them that just keep interacting in my mentions. Yep, yep. And we found uh, it, it's kind of like um, like the alternate universe version of yourself. I feel like it's like the anti-cap industries. You know what I mean? Like they're just like they're like there's like a if you've seen that movie that's like the um the villain like the the evil version of Superman. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like we're just kind of looking at, like, the evil versions of ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, it's like our evil twins. Um, I wonder who's the evil douchiest man on Twitter? Mike Saver. Mike <laughs> Saver is your, your antichrist, essentially. I think he might be. He's the anti-Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. You met your match. <laughs> I've, I'm, I've, I've started ignoring him. His fucking hair, his haircut's on like the exact opposite side. Like he's yeah. got like the one third mohawk, but on the complete opposite side. <laughs> he gave oh. up Xavier winning for Lint. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. Boys, I think I am tapped out. This has been fun though, man. This was a fun pot. Like I was excited. Tonight tonight I had some juice, man. I was excited to get into it about yeah, this you, shit. You had some juice, all right. You shotgunned it. Dude, like I got like six deep in like 30, 35, 40 minutes, man. I haven't done it like that since I was like 2021. Like I mean, really, Xavier games is what the, what that's really the only time I drink like that. I dude, I, I cracked him open. Like there was it. The game was like becoming decided. Like nine, nine, eight minutes left. I started cracking him open. I, like, I, I showed up because like I had we had practice yesterday that ended at nine, so I was a little late. To, I, I missed the first few minutes. Um, where I walk in and um, Gabe just immediately doesn't even say a word. Just hands me a Bud Light. Yeah. Like, Bud Light baptism. Yeah. This is how this is how we start. I love it. Yeah, that was tough. Not not a good time. But so it goes, and uh, more season left. I mean, the story is, the story is not written yet, so um, we will see. Coop, any final thoughts, man? I feel like uh, Andy and I have been playing a little uh, tea party over here. No, uh, we talked my AirPod battery out, so uh, it's been a little hard to hear. <laughs> so that, that's kind of why I haven't been talking, but I think we have a good podcast. Uh, good thing we recorded it. And uh, hopefully Tuesday <laughs> we'll come key. back. 
next week with some uh, with some good news about Xavier yeah. basketball. We need another Xavier party episode. We yeah, do miss we, that. We definitely do. It wouldn't shock me at all if something live happens this weekend, um, especially with everything. I, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And, and tune into the um, Cap Live or Julius smacks me in the face. Yeah, definitely yeah. got to be there. You got to be there. Um, Andy, I think we are moments to lift off right now. I'm clearing the runway. I just got clearance from the tower. Um, I might need a, a, you know what I'm talking about. Let's get it. (laughs) Clearance for takeoff. (laughs) All right. Yeah.